This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline. We're back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks. Um, <clears throat> this is the NXT before the Halloween Havoc, Jacqueline, uh, which is not a takeover, but kind of feels like a mini one, I guess. Like They're definitely building up to it. Yes. Uh, not sure why. I'm, I have like high hopes for this, but we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty. Ex- I'm pretty excited so. about it. I'm pretty excited in particular to talk about the Johnny Gargano bit from this week's episode. Uh, he is killing the game with his acting. <laughs> I cannot wait till we get to talk about it. Um, we unfortunately have to talk about Velveteen Dream first because he's in our first match, but yes. Uh, but a good outcome, though I think. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's ready? dive in. Yes, let's dive in. I am ready. All right. So start off and uh, Ciampa just not letting Dream even get to the ring starts beating him up on the ramp. And uh, that makes it okay that Kushida did not get a full entrance because we start and Kushida's just in the ring. Yes. Not sure why. Okay. Everyone's beaten up on Dream who is still in a cast. Um, Ciampa and Kushida in the ring now and Ciampa throwing Kushida out of the ring and onto Dream. Now we are all outside the ring and Ciampa is yelling at the crowd. They still have not removed that chain link from the plexiglass and my lord how annoying still. (laughs) Triple H likes it. He's dumb. He is dumb that he likes that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to argue with you on that. Uh, Ciampa like a madman taking everyone out, uh, then getting Dream uh, into back into the ring. Kushida back in with a big hip toss on Dream, and then Ciampa gets Kushida down, but only so he can then go after Dream. Uh, Kushida and Ciampa each using each other to hit Dream, um, so weaponizing each other, basically. Yes. Uh, Kushida and Ciampa slowing it down a bit now. Ciampa gets a modified Willow's Bell on both Dream and Kushida. Dream, for some unknown reason, decided to hang onto Kushida's waist while Kushida was, like, up against the ropes. I don't, like, he was, like, through them. It was very weird. Like, you were clearly going to go down. (laughs) Yes. Now Kushida is down and Ciampa working on that casted wrist. Kushida back up and Ciampa gets in a big chop in the corner. But Kushida able to turn it into an opportunity for offense and trying to get on the arm arm bar. uh, But Ciampa uses the ropes as leverage. 
Champa with a suplex on Dream then turns his attention to Kushida. Kushida writhing in pain while Champa has an arm bar on, Kush- on, but Kushida fights back to his feet, gets a two on Champa after he flips over him to roll him up. Uh, Dream trying to pick up offense, but it does not last long, and Champa cuts him off. He is taking turns with chops on both opponents in the corner. So, um, to just kind of describe it, Champa's. Ch- uh, uh, Kushida and Dream are standing like behind each other in a single file line mm-hmm. in the corner, and Champa's just chomping at each of them. Um, now Champa just putting a beating on Dream. Kushida back up, and he stops Champa, gets in some big hits. Kushida with the springboard off the ropes, and he is caught by both men, then flips over them to land on his feet. Dream hits a Dream Valley driver on Kushida, but Champa throws him out of the ring. Kushida on a tear now, taking out Champa in the ring and Dream on the outside, putting the arm bar on the hurt arm and Dream taps, but Champa takes out of... Oh, they're out of the ring, though. Yeah. Um, but Champa jumps out of the ring to break it up. Kushida goes for a submission to Champa on the outside and then runs him arm first into the ground. They are back in in the ring and Champa gets a hip toss into an arm bar but Champa doesn't quite let the full move be realized Dream hits the purple rainmaker for a two and Champa there to break it up Champa and Dream in the ring and Champa tries for the fairy tale ending but Dream doesn't let it land Dream with a Dream Valley driver for two broken up by Kushida now Kushida and Champa team up on Dream Kushida throws Champa out of the ring um, on one side, then flips off the top rope on top of Dream by the announce booth, runs back across the ring to go over the top to the outside on the opposite end into Champa, and then one more time back to Dream. It was just crazy. He was basically just ru- the, running across the ring to flip out of it. Yes. Um, Kushida goes back into the ring, but Champa lying in wait and gets off the Willow's Bell, goes for the fairy tale ending, but Dream breaks it up. Champa getting ready to go after Dream and goes face first into his cast with his head on the rope. Kushida still in the ring, takes total advantage and gets a big suplex for the win. What? What? Kushida beat Champa. That's so, crazy. Um, I am so happy he had a big win. Like he yep. needed this. I'm also happy that it was really a Kushida and Champa match. Yes. Like, uh, always. Always very- happy about that. But like very much pre like the dream Velveteen Dream hit his fin- finishing moves like three times. Yeah. Like why was he even there? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he almost felt just extra. But I did enjoy it overall. No, I I did too. Uh, so this is I think Kushida's biggest win in NXT. He uh-huh. has defeated a former NXT champion, and yeah. it's also Champa's first. Uh, singles pinfall loss since he lost to Karrion Cross uh, before Ciampa left for a while. Uh, and if you don't really count that match because that was just Cross beating him very quickly, um, yeah. then you can go back to the uh, whatever it was, the uh, the empty arena brawl with Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and he won because, um, you know, bad guy moves. Yeah. Um, so this is a big win. I hope it leads to something for Kushida. They haven't really announced anything for him, but I hope this uh, this does lead to something more. I really, uh, I enjoyed this match. I gave it three and a quarter. I gave it a three. Ah, nice. Grapple, 3.24. All right, grapple. Mm-hmm. Not Everyone's bad. really excited that Kushida won, I think. 
we were all waiting for it. Yes. All right. Uh, we're backstage, and Undisputed Era is together with Adam Cole appearing via Zoom, or what I assume is Zoom. Strong and yeah. Fish are going for the <laughs> tag team titles tonight, and Roderick Strong referring to the pair as the Rod and Bob Express, and I honestly don't know what to do with that. Mm, I don't the, know. The Rod and Bob Express. Uh, what about uh, what about Fish Rod? Does that work? Roddy Fish. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just trying to think of like fishing pole. Like, yeah, fish. I know, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> There's a terrible dad joke, but I'm allowed. <laughs> so um, that's that segment. Then we get, um, uh, I think. So I don't fully remember how this got announced, but I think it was when uh, Shotzi was on the screen and the wheel was spinning behind her, and we announced that Grimes and Loomis are having a. Haunted House of Terror match or something along those lines next mm-hmm. week. So, we're getting that. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that's going to be. Whatever. Right. And here's the deal. If there are clowns, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> just saying. Um, we get a video package showcasing the build-up to the Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez match. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of excited for this match because both of those ladies look like they belong in the mascara, right? So yeah. I think it's going to be pretty great. Yeah, I'm excited. <sighs> On to a women's match. Now we get Jesse Kamea yes. yep, versus Ember Moon. I just know her as Jesse from Largo House Shows. <laughs> Staple. Jesse from Largo. Jesse from Largo. Um, and I just, my first note here is poor Jesse. Um, yeah. Ember Moon not impressed with Jesse as we start here. Um, get the lockup, uh, or she gets the lockup, and Ember gets Jesse down quick. Jesse up, and then Ember sweeps the leg. Jesse tries for some kind of a slide, but Ember flips right over her. Jesse gets Ember down, but it doesn't last long. Ember with a big drop kick, and then kicking Jesse down to the ground. Standing moonsault for a two for by Ember, then and then right into a crossface. Now we have a bunch of kicks back and forth, and then Ember trying to snap Jesse's leg by putting her heel into her hamstring. Um, Jesse going gaining a bit of offense and gets Ember down with a spinning heel kick, and then a move off the ropes for a two count. And it was way too close for comfort. Like I couldn't even believe she got a near fall on this match. Um, Ember off the ropes, pitting, uh, pitting Jesse into Ember's knees, and then uh, this crazy reverse figure four crossface submission thing for the win. Um, yes. I don't know. It's got to have a, a, a name. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to me, not the best match. I think Jesse still has some finesse to master, um, but I think Ember is um, good as a good person. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought this was. I thought this was eh. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Jesse is a wonderful person, but I don't, this has kind of been her role forever. When she appears, this is kind yeah. of what she does. Uh, I don't want uh, her to feel like pigeonholed or whatever, but uh, oh. this sort of feels like her lot in NXT. Mm-hmm. Like she will not go higher than this. Uh, I, I've, never, I've not seen her on the, the Largo show, so I don't know if she was a lot of fun there, but on TV, she's kind of just there. She didn't really have much of a 
she doesn't even really have much of a character. I don't think even uh, when I saw her at the house shows, she was like almost like a Casey Catanzaro character. Like yeah. she was like the all American girl next door, like mm-hmm. you know your older sister's best friend kind of person. And then yeah. I see, you see her, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> this now, is very different. <laughs> now she's sort of just bad, generic bad person. Yeah, I gave yeah. this one and three quarters. I went a little bit higher. Okay. <laughs> I went two and a quarter. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, grapple 1.79. Okay, fine. So they agree with you. It's, fine. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's fine. Sometimes they like me. Sometimes they like you. It's um, <laughs> post-match, post-match, Dakota Kai um, is out, um, comes out to take out Ember. She's pissed about that tag team match. Um, and they are setting up a fun rivalry. Yes. Looking, I mean, looking forward this to one. it. Um, back to backstage. Oh, yeah, I am definitely looking forward to it. Oh, did I, I, are, I think I lost you for a second. Go ahead. You did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. We are back backstage and uh, Bobby Fish is hurt and can't walk. So someone's after him too. Uh oh. Did he do it for, did he do it to himself? Um, also, <laughs> not. To himself. A, right? <laughs> I imagine um, I imagine Bobby Fish being the kind of of <laughs> dumb bad guy where he wouldn't fake it; he'd literally do it to himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, he's not as believable as a fake hurt person. Like, <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah, I didn't buy it. I'm like, eh, when you're real hurt, okay. Yes. Um. Now we get um. Austin Theory yet again versus mm-hmm. Bronson Reed. Yes. Um, so Reed using his size to intimidate Theory, and we get an update on Fish during the match, which is dumb because it totally takes me out of what's happening in the ring. Yep. Um, and now it is announced that Fish is out, but Kyle O'Reilly has been cleared um, for that tag team title match. I would have loved to see that. Yes. Um, and now uh, back to the match and uh, Reed is murdering Theory uh, <laughs> then a slap so hard if you were sleeping it would have woken you up Theory with Just. a big drop kick and trying to gain some offense with his hits but Reed comes back in a big way Theory takes Reed down by his knee which is actually kind of smart uh, Theory puts on a hold but Reed able to get some space and back up to his feet only to be brought back down again Reed now mounting his comeback and then a ridiculous Ridiculous power slam off the ropes, followed by a senton. Reed now on the ropes, hit Theory back up to slow him down. Um, oh, but Theory back up to slow him down, sorry. Mm-hmm. Theory trying to get Reed off the ropes, but Reed responds in a great way with some big hits, and get, he gets the splash or something off the top rope for the three. Um, these Theory matches not landing for me. Um, yeah. Reed looking great and so happy he's building the momentum, but he deserves better opponents. Uh, the follow-up was really the the highlight for me, but I agree with you. Okay. I gave this one and three quarters as well. I gave it a two and a half because Bronson Reed. Because oh, you just gave it the the Bronson Reed energy got the yeah the score. The Bron- Bronson Reed got me on this one. Grapple gave it a one point seven four. Me and Grapple. Dang. Best friends. Um, All right, post-match, someone unfortunately gave Theory a mic. He is not happy. He is the future of NXT and WWE. My, you are full of yourself. He's 23. Bro, your hairline looks 
says 48. <laughs> Damn. The- rough. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lying. But fair. Um, yeah. The- Theory's saying he won't go anywhere until he beats Reed. Reed takes the bait and goes back to the ring. Reed with a Samoan drop that is unbelievable and shuts Theory up for the night. That brings his losing streak to like eight in a row now. Yes. Or something crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I did not score that because even though there was a three count, to me it was not a match. Yeah, same here. (laughs) Okay. Um, we have Casey and Zaya backstage um, mm-hmm. with William Regal. Uh, Zaya wanted a match, uh, and Casey stepped up and said, "Yeah, let's fight." Um, Zaya needs to win, but why? What was in that letter, Zaya? Yeah, we still don't know. It's I mean, me Jacqueline, you're good friends with Zaya. I'm, I'm hoping maybe you can reach out, be like, "Hey, remember that time you took a picture with me before this crazy pandemic happened?" I know it's it's my Twitter profile pic. Um, yeah, but I feel like she'll you know, tell I, you. I know I I tried sadly though. She's like so upset she can't even Ugh, speak what it. A shame. What a shame! I know. Um, next we're uh in the parking lot and uh, we see Austin Theory and he says he's done and then he quits. Don't Yay! play with me, NXT. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tease me with a good time, Triple H. Um, you mean mean it (laughs) a happy ending to the story yeah unless he's going back with uh andrade oh maybe wait was that a thing on the main roster yeah it was andrade garza and theory what a weird team or was theory with murphy i don't know one of these things is not like the other he might have been with murphy and seth rollins Mm, mm. i think you're right I think okay. you may be right on that one. It was one. I don't know. It was a faction. <laughs> um, it was a thing. Um, all right. We get a six-man tag match. Yes. L- Legato Del Fantasma, just because we need all of them, mm-hmm. versus Jake Atlas. Is it Ashanti, the Adonis? Yes. And Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yes. So I have a lot of ridiculous notes on this, so let's just all... Hold on and see what happens together. I can't wait. I'm um, going to place my chin on my fist and I am going to <laughs> just close my eyes and listen. Okay, great. A lot happened um, so here. The, the first question, why are only half the competitors getting entrances in this episode? Don't, every uh, match. I mean, they had a lot person. of matches on this show. More than yeah. usual, I think. And they cut out entrances. Yes. Okay. Bell rings, and Legato Del Fantasma gets out of the ring quickly. The Adonis, Swerve, and Atlas ready to take all of them on. Swerve with a great flip to the outside, and now we're just in a brawl. I hope this turns into a street fight for the next takeover. Uh, Atlas and Wild actually start the match. Atlas putting on some nasty offense here and taking all the anger out on Wild. Adonis in and gets Wild down for a one. No one in Legato Del Fantasma's corner. Adonis working over Wild, getting his throat on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Atlas tags back in and all the hits to Wild in the corner. Atlas pulls off a, a three amigos. I had to ask my husband what it was called because I forgot. Yes. Um, but Wild kicks out of the cover. Wild gets flung feet first into the post and is in pain. Atlas takes on all of Legato Del Fantasma in a truly amazing fashion. Um, Adonis in and fakes out Fantasma as he doesn't flip to the outside, but then Swerve does and takes everyone out. 
Adonis in against all three opponents and a huge triple team by Escobar and Mendoza to flip Wild onto Adonis, but Swerve breaks up the pin. Mendoza is great right now because he's like the big guy enforcer in this group. Wild back up against Adonis. Escobar in while Wild has Adonis by the neck. Escobar with double knees to the chest in the corner, pulling Adonis by the hair to tag in Mendoza. Mendoza putting on an arm bar while facing Atlas and Swerve. Uh, and if that isn't mafia mentality, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Wild back in, everyone beating on Adonis, but Adonis with a drop kick to Wild, but not quick, not quite able to get the tag. But now Escobar and Atlas in, Atlas hitting everyone. Atlas taking out Escobar to the corner and Atlas twag tags in swerve (laughs) excuse me swerve with a flatliner for a two and all the fun offense you expect from him mendoza in and a back and a backflip to be taken out swerve and mendoza on the apron to exchange blows mendoza gets swerved down um uh first on the face first on the apron wild tries to help out his friend but atlas interferes with maybe a spanish fly to take out mendoza swerve and adonis it was it was it was, but like he wasn't. He his legs were still like I don't know. It looked really cool. It yes. looked more severe than a Spanish fly. Swerve and Mendoza in the ring. Swerve with uh, Mendoza off the ropes and flips him for the pin. But Wild breaks it up. Adonis in and has Mendoza on his shoulders. Swerve looking to take out Mendoza, but he reverses. Some crazy shit happens on the outside. Escobar <laughs> appears. Uh, Swerve into oh Escobar gets Swerve into the announce table and then Atlas with a cartwheel DDT off the announce table to get Escobar onto the floor. Back in the ring, Adonis getting ready for the win, but then Wild tags in and gets him down for the three. Yes. This was a great match. So much happened. So much fun. And I'm very ready for this street fight because I feel like it has to happen. Yes. Jacqueline, feel free <laughs> to take a drink of water. That was a I know. that was a lot. Uh, Yeah, this match was a lot of fun. Uh, It really was. All three worked together really well. They did a bunch of cool stuff. I like like that you reached my stage of note-taking at one point where you just wrote a lot of crazy shit happened. Uh, I mean, I couldn't keep up. They were moving so fast. It's what, you, yeah, it's it's what you do when you just like I I can't type anymore. Like I, my nope. fingers are about to to literally freeze in place and explode. Uh, yep. So yeah, I don't blame you one bit. But I I really <laughs> like this match. Uh, uh, Legato del Fantasma winning, of course, is the right move. But yes. uh, this feud can continue in other ways. I really enjoyed the match. I gave it three and a half. Me too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Grapple gave it 3.47. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. And um, I thought Adonis, Atlas, and Swerve all worked really well together too. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Whew. All right. We are back at home with the Gargano Larrays. Yes. So um, Candace and Johnny at home practicing spinning the wheel (laughs) oh do they ever johnny keeps getting matches that could potentially end in death and is super upset about it (laughs) oh yes he gets a buried alive match he spins the wheel again and gets a casket match yeah and candace spins and gets like a street fight she's (laughs) like oh i win all of my street fights yeah johnny is hoping for the coal miners glove match 
I don't even know what the hell that means. It's just like a big glove, like a, I guess for people who work in a coal mine, and the glove is supposed to be loaded. Like a, it, something is inside of the glove that makes it heavier, so if you punch somebody, it would knock them out, presumably. Oh, so like you just get to wear it and punch people? Yeah, yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier that he was wishing for it. <laughs> he's, I'm telling you, he's the best comedic actor on here. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. He's amazing. I mean, look, he goes on a rant. He's like, everyone knows I hate wheels. Johnny Gargano hates wheels. They're so unpredictable. Uh, he's he's not wrong. <laughs> no, he's not. He's tremendous. I love him. <laughs> All right, back to some ring action. We get Everrise because they're still a thing yep. against the Fury, the Furry, and the Fury. <laughs> yes, uh, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Again, Dane killing the whistling music, even though it could be fun on their way to the ring. Um, Drake taking a beating as the match gets started, and his gear matches that of Everrise. So now I have no idea who is who. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he should Drake- join Everrise. Right? Drake has not left the Everrise corner yet. Now into another corner, but not his own, going face first into the turnbuckle. Everrise yells a lot in the ring. They try to taunt Dane, but they just anger him. Dane on the shoulder of one of the Everrise and extends his arm so far, Dane tags himself in. Dane takes on both of them at once. One of the guys takes Dane out uh, by the knee and a single leg crab in the center of the ring. The other Everrise makes Drake look at it uh, and fights off the guy and then hits him with a chair to the midsection on the outside. Maverick in the ring with the chair to break up the hold and just goes crazy yelling at everyone and Everrise wins on a disqualification. Yeah. Kind of dumb and I hate Everrise. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Uh, not, a, not a fan of the Maverick and Dane thing either. Although I, I love that you love their name and you love some of the act. I do. Uh, but uh, this Some landed, of it. This landed solidly in, so, solidly in one and a half territory for me. Same for me. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Uh, Grapple then gave it a 1.6. We're all right there. Mm-hmm. Um, post-match, Dane gets up really scarily and then tells Drake how awesome he is and loves him now. Their music plays and Dane doesn't turn it off. Drake starts skanking, uh, but Dane is not quite there. <laughs> Thank you for for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah. Adding to it's our the most important. Point. Yes, yep, it is. Most important part of this whole match. Also, I Honestly. don't know who the Everrise guys are, so I'm just going to keep calling them Everrise. And one of them's like M- Matt Parker, and I want to keep saying the other one's name is Trey Stone, and I know that's not true because no. that's the no. Like South Park guys. South Park guys. I don't even know if Matt Parker is the name of the other one. I just know it's Parker and Stone, but um, it's Parker and something. Martell. Mm. Matt Martell. Matt Look at Martell. that. How do I know that? Oof. Why? Yeah. Oh, I, that makes sense now because I kept thinking that they were saying Bartell and I was very confused. Okay. Ah. Oh, back to backstage, and Roddy is taken out now. Kyle there to check on his bud. Maybe Kyle is behind it, but honestly, I don't think that's the way to go. Too nice. Uh, yep. Yeah. William Regal is there trying to figure out what happened. Kyle saying the match should go to Danny and Oni, which is a definite good guy move. Uh, William Regal agrees, so uh, we get a Britain Brawlers match tonight for the title. Yay! Yes. And they just so happen to be standing right there. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mentioned that. Very lucky timing. Yes. 
Yep. All right. Now we get Zaya Lee and Casey Catanzaro. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We start off and Zaya gets Casey in a headlock. Zaya uh, then uh, getting Casey into a daze. Uh, good back and forth. And now Casey picking up some offense. And then Zaya tries to tie Casey's hair over the rope. Why, I don't know. Zaya with a hip toss. Casey getting some space here. And Zaya with a with some big knees to Casey. And then uh, tries three times for the pinfall. And each time Casey kicks out. Casey gaining momentum and gets Zaya in the corner. Zaya pushes her away. Casey with this really cool flip to kick Zaya in the face. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Casey gets Zaya down with a roll through for the three. Quick match. Not the best from either of them, uh, but ready to see what else um, these two can do. Yes, I gave this match two whole stars just because Casey won. Uh, I am in the camp of people who believe that they should have been doing something with her from the moment she made her, her television debut in the second Mae Young Classic. Because uh, she was very impressive in both of her matches. Uh, despite being very, very, very new at the time. Right. Uh, there was clearly something that can be done, uh, and they never did. Point uh, Point of fact, uh, she won her first round match in the second uh, Mae Young Classic, and that was the last time she had a televised singles victory, Jacqueline, until now. Two uh -huh. years. They've had Casey Catanzaro for two years, and this is her first singles victory in that span of time. That's crazy to me. Did but she like kind of leave for a little while too? She did for like a little bit. So some of that yeah. time is maybe we can prorate some of that. But yeah, uh, yeah, she did leave for a little bit. But it's still crazy to me that I agree they have not done more with her because I just I think there's a ton that can be done there. But hopefully, hopefully watching Kushida. So like, what do you expect? Yeah, and hopefully maybe this is the start of something. And uh, I mm -hmm. think the idea here with Zaya is she'll keep losing and eventually she'll open whatever is in that uh, the envelope. Letter. Or, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I give also it a gave this match a two. Oh, okay. And grapple less forgiving, 1.41. They did not, uh, they weren't feeling it, I guess. I don't. I don't agree, but that's fine. Um, Zaya not accepting the loss and just goes after Casey, saying she should have won. Kaden then gets involved, but for some reason it prompts Gonzalez to come out and just take everyone out. Raquel picks up Casey and just tosses her into Kaden and leaves everyone on the mat, then gets on the mic and says, uh, pay attention, Rhea Ripley. Yes. She's coming for you. <laughs> uh, fun fact, Raquel Gonzalez... Yeah. The last person Casey Catanzaro beat. She defeated her in the Mae Young Classic huh. when she was still Reina Gonzalez. Okay. That's kind of a fun fact. I like that. Yep. Brings it all together. I really <laughs> like the... I mean, the way um, Raquel just picked up Casey, though, like... Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Like it she was, was nothing. Impressive. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Grimes backstage talking about Dexter Loomis and he is ready for the match um, but then Weirdest he finds match. out it's a haunted house of terror match and uh, maybe not as excited anymore and then yep. there we have Dexter Loomis staring through the glass in a door like he belongs in that haunted house himself I mean if this is going to be if this is going to start getting like really weird and crazy now as WWE is prone to do with some of this stuff uh, mm -hmm. then we need uh, 
we need camera. Here's my storyline pitch, Jacqueline. They're going to do this weird movie making mm-hmm. match yeah. uh, that they do a lot these days. And here's my pitch. Cameron Grimes cheats and beats Dexter Loomis at his own match, right? The haunted mm-hmm. house of terror or whatever. Yep. And Dexter Loomis wants a rematch, but Cameron they Grimes. They do it in a swamp. No, better. Cameron Grimes. So Cameron Grimes will not give him the match unless Cameron Grimes can pick the type of match. And Mm -hmm. uh, Dexter Loomis agrees. And then uh, Cameron Grimes says they can have the rematch, but it has to be like a a lunar street fight. They have to fight on the moon, Jacqueline. uh, And I need to see this happen. Uh, Preferably, uh, preferably in... Uh, just in Moon Man helmets, but the rest of it is them in their gear. Uh, okay. Like no shirts, no pants, just trunks and boots and a Moon Man helmet, you know, of course, for suspension of disbelief. So you, this way you don't think that they would suffocate and die in the vacuum yeah, I mean, of space. does wear pants and boots and gloves anyway, so I feel like he'd be down for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would really like to see that match. Uh, and just imagine the height that uh, Cameron Grimes could get on his cave-in. Yes. Uh, with the moon's mm. reduced gravity, I feel like that would be a a fun. You don't think they're going to do this? May I may I add an an added challenge to that? It should be a crescent moon. <laughs> we don't even get like full sunlight as well. It's no. uh, it's very <laughs> it's very challenging. <laughs> um, I mean, look, if you're going to go goofy, give me all of the goofy. I want it, yeah. but don't half-ass the goof. No, don't don't <laughs> give me a crescent moon's worth of goofiness. I want a blood moon's worth of silliness, please. <laughs> oh man, you are, well. I mean, Halloween is a full moon. So See, tis the season. Happen. Tis the season. Uh, we get a video package now from Io Shirai, and she is way too into the wheel, saying whatever the stipulation, she's going to win. Yeah. But when do we get to see them spin the wheel? Because I want to see that already. Presumably near the beginning of the show on Halloween Havoc. Uh, Hopefully they do it on the show. And hopefully it's not something where they do it on Twitter or something. But they should have done it this show. I agree. I think they should have had time to build it. But, you know, it's it's what it is. I think maybe some of the idea is that they won't know until the day of, which makes it even more challenging. And uh, copycat. And uh, Io Shirai, of course, the reverse Johnny Gargano. She loves the wheel. She's ready. Who do you think gets to spin the wheel? I would presume it would be more fun if the heels spun the wheel, right? I agree. Um, Don't let the... I mean, maybe there will be a neutral third part. Maybe William Regal will be spinning the wheel. I would love William Regal to spin, like, a Price is Right wheel. (laughs) With all... Let's see it. yeah, that's what I want with like the the dings and the lights and the I think everything. I just want to see him on the prices right and anywhere really, but yeah. that would be good times. Yeah, yeah, or supermarket sweep because that's back too. Oh, anyway. Yes, it is back. Holy shit, is it ever back? Love that show. Um, okay, back to this. Um, Timothy Thatcher is showing off uh, his lessons on the big stage. Um, yes. He even brings a student out with him. And why are we getting this? Are they recruiting people and looking to see who wants to sign up for this? I feel like uh, they just don't have anything to do with Thatcher. And they're like, this is what we're doing with them for now. 
Potentially. So the crowd is behind the student, and honestly, I feel like I'm at a house show. Uh, this student, whose name is Anthony, but is being called Andrew, now goes after Thatcher and chokes him. A ref comes in. Um, is this a goddamn match now? Yep. Thatcher now ready to take all the aggression out on Anthony, still being called Andrew. Uh, Thatcher getting in um, all the holds and then hits him. Thatcher uh, gets the single leg crab and Anthony taps. This was dumb. I gave it one. Me too. All and right. That was generous. <laughs> uh, according to Grapple, it was generous because they gave it only a 0.83. Yeah. No, they were more right. We were, we were wrong. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Damien Priest is seen getting a tattoo um, and cutting a promo. Uh, Priest saying Johnny just as good as he's ever been, and I agree. Um, dude is getting his arm tattooed and saying he can take the pain. Come on, bro. Say that while you're getting a tattoo on your ribs. Mm-hmm. Or like your kneecap, maybe? Yeah. I hear those Top are really painful foot. places. Yes. Oh, my God. I that sounds horrific. I have one on my rib cage. It's not fun. No, what 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 made you decide to do this, Jack? <laughs> Too much to drink one night? Like how how could anyone decide to do this? No, I was sober and I was like, you know what I want right now? Just to and say I did, I did it. I have yep, I ha- and it's you have to sit with your arm above your head. It's very uncomfortable. It sounds but like it. Well, very kudos. cool at the, when it's done. Yeah. Yes. All right, we get our tag team championship match. Um, the brawlers do not get their entrance, and that is a big miss. Um, mm-hmm. Oni and Fandango start. Oni it's not like it's a... Hold on a second. It's not like the Brit and brawlers entrance is a long entrance. The right. music starts. They come They come walking out like two seconds after the music starts. They stop for one second. One holds up a one. The other holds up a two. They bash their arms, and then they walk very quickly to the ring. Like... Like, like they are running to the ring. Yes. I am like, I, I miss that. You know what I mean? Me too. They have one of my favorite entrances, mainly because I think I walk like Danny Birch when I'm like super focused on things. And <laughs> I like that pe- that he like just puts it out there. All right. Oni and Fandango start Oni with a hip toss and starting slow, lock up and both men down on their knees. Fandango gets the headlock now uh, and Oni trying trying to break it up by going to the ropes, but Fandango with a um, with a very tight grip finally breaks and Oni tries to flip Fandango, but he is able to put the headlock back on. Oni gets Fandango in the single leg crab of Fandango gets up to the rope. Oni with a big chop and Birch tags in. Birch not brawling as much as he normally does, but now Breeze is in, so maybe? Mm-hmm. Breeze putting on a hold now gets Birch to the corner and Fandango not tagging in because Breeze doing a number on Birch's midsection. Oni looking on concerned, Breeze gets his foot on Birch's throat and Birch rolling to the outside. Using his surroundings to his advantage, Birch gets Breeze into the boards before the 10 count. Breeze takes Birch out in the corner and a knee to the post. Back from commercial and Oni and Fandango back in. Fandango with a huge clothesline and flips Oni and the brawlers roll to the outside. Birch, I believe, is legal and he and Fandango going at it. Breeze and Oni. Oni goes into the ring and goes to flip to the outside and Breeze catches him with a kick. Fandango and Birch in the ring now and Fandango takes out Birch and sets up for a move off the top rope, which I 
think is his finisher, but I didn't catch the name. Mm. Uh, but Birch kicks out. Breeze back in and only takes out Fandango to make it a fair fight. Oni stays in, puts on the one-legged crab. Birch gets the crossface, and the ref is just telling Oni to leave. Fandango finally breaks it up. Birch up again, and Breeze with elbows to Birch's knees. Birch's knee. Yeah. I don't know. Breeze climbing to the top rope, and Birch gets him down and then plants him face first into the mat. Gets the cover, and Fandango goes in to break it up. Oni goes in to stop him, and Fandango tackles Oni into Birch to break up the pin. And super kicks Birch, then to Breeze. Fandango going to the top rope when a masked man comes out to push Fandango down. He's bum, been bum, under bum. the mat the whole time. The ref is distracted and Oni gets a low blow in and then we get a Brit Ambrawler finisher and we have new champs. Yes. Get the holy hell up. Right? This is a slower match than expected, but so happy with the new winners. Jacqueline, do you remember last week when we were like, wrong, wrong, wrong team won? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to see Lorcan and Birch get the titles and then here on this show, all of your dreams come true. I was like, I honestly did not see any of this coming. And mm-hmm. I was like, well played. Yes. Um, I, I like the match. I thought it was good. Uh, I gave it an extra bump of a quarter just because any uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch finally won these tag team titles. I, I gave it. very excited. I, you may have given it a higher score than I did, but I gave it three and a quarter. I, I did like the match. I thought it was good. You gave it three and a quarter? Three and a quarter. I actually went low on this one. I, um, I wow. went 2.75, and I think it was Ooh. because it was just a little slower mm-hmm. than I normally would like to see. Yeah, well, they, and that could be Breezango too. They're, it's like a clash of styles between these two teams. but Maybe that was what it was, yeah. Uh, Grapple gave it 2.91. Okay, so kind of right in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So we get a post-match. Um, the masked man is in the ring, and he's hugging the brawlers. They yes. know each other. Yes. Um, And he's standing there, and I'm kind of like, are they going to unmask him? Are they not? Because he's not, like, going for it. Mm-hmm. But I called it before he unmasked himself, and he did, and it is Pat McAfee. Yes. And we have a new faction of bad dudes. Yes, we do. Uh, I think this is genius on a variety of levels. Um, level number one, uh, Lorcan and Birch are tremendous in the ring and yeah. have a lot of physical charisma and facial expression charisma and stuff like that. But they are not yeah. the greatest, like, promo guys. Right. McAfee is... Uh, right. And he's not bad in the ring, but he'll look even better if he's in six man tags with this team. With this, yes. Thing that is great. Oh. Num- thing that is great. Number two, Pat McAfee has a score to settle with the undisputed era, so it's clear that he was the one laying out all of these guys. Uh, which, at least I think that it's clear. Um, yeah. Which means we might not be getting that split that we wanted. Um, thing number three, it had been noted that Ridge Holland had been paid off to take out Adam Cole. It makes, you could make it make perfect sense that Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee has, the money. Is, yeah. has the money to pay off Ridge Holland <laughs> to take out Mercedes, Adam Cole for yeah. him. Yeah. And now he doesn't need Ridge Holland. It doesn't matter that he's injured. Um, but yes. Uh, so, 
I like this. I think this is a good idea. I think it's fun. The funniest thing about this whole thing was Pat McAfee mocking the undisputed era with his hand motions. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he goes, that's undisputed. And like he does this, like he does like the hand motions backward. Yeah. I'm also very excited about this. Um, I actually wrote in my notes, I'm sad that uh, undisputed era is not breaking up, but war games is coming children. <laughs> Eventually they may do it in like January or February or something, but there is a December takeover that they have not announced anything for yet. And I'm just saying That's it is true. going to be war games. I'm if Ridge Holland's better, he's going to be joining these them. I'm if gonna not, be very impressed, Jacqueline, if they can fit the war game structure inside of the performance center. So they have so many other they go find an empty warehouse. Um <laughs> well look, good point. Touché. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I have I even have a storyline. So if Ridge Holland is not cleared and can join his team, I have the perfect replacement. Okay. Champa. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. So Champa McAfee and the British Brawler. <laughs> what a team! Undisputed era. <laughs> so it crazy. would be so good. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> what a weird team. But I like it. I think it would be great. <laughs> no, I think so, too. And it can't be, like, any weirder than the last team, which was, like, Dijakovic and Lee and Ciampa and Kevin Owens against Undisputed Era. It's Undisputed Era, by the way, in every single War Games match. I know. That's the one thing I kind of feel bad for. But I'm almost hoping that maybe they get rid of Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Like, yeah. I don't know. So it would be Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Kushida, mm. and a yet-to-be-named fourth person because I haven't thought about this one off the top of my head. It's like a good I'll guy find force. Someone. Yes. Was, was that? I kind of like there? it. Yeah. I'm trying to think who could be their fourth. But anyway, just spitballing things together. Mm -hmm. And then I'll come up with the women's side really soon. Don't worry about it. Oh, of that, we can all be certain. I mean, look, I, I'm just I'm just hanging on your words on as it relates to this because you totally willed women's war games into existence, as far as I'm concerned. So you called it way before it actually happened. So I was I saw I saw where it was going. Yes, this is this is a thing. Yes. Um, so. Okay, so. Uh, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time where we shall talk about more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks. We're going to be talking about NXT Not Takeover Halloween Havoc. Don't look back. Just hold your breath.